Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to come before you. And uh, we have a special guest on this particular edition. It's Daniel Ott. And Daniel's been on our TV show quite a bit. But we're having him now on, a, for the first time in a long time, on the podcast radio side. And what I'm doing... Uh, is about once or twice a week I'm going around colleagues like myself and asking them from their work and investigations and the guests they interview uh, what they think the top issues are. I I count that we've got about 12 crises going on at the same time, Mm -hmm. but I know pretty much in this hour we won't get past two or three. So just to ask you, um, what is your top issue you look at right now? Mm -hmm. And I think I can probably guess. Well, I'll give you my top three. Number one uh, is the uh, immig- of Joe Biden's immigration invasion on our southern border. And the second one would be the Biden uh, money laundering scheme that's probably influenced our foreign policy, giving away our sovereignty. And the third would be the bringing the Ukraine war to the brink of World War Three. Yeah, nuclear too. Exactly. Yeah, these people are quite insane. They're, they truly are. You know what I'm reminded of with a nuclear in Ukraine? I actually dreamt this the other night. There was a movie made before I was born in the early 1950s starring Michael Rennie, and it was called The Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm-hmm. And there's an AI component into it I'm not going to touch right now. But but they basically, this alien came with this all-powerful robot and said, we don't care what you do to yourselves, but if you bring your bull crap out into the galaxy, we'll turn your planet into a burned-out cinder. And and I, I was reminded of that because what we're doing right now is sheer insanity with regard to Ukraine. And I just uh, it, it's absolutely crazy. But so is the immigration issue. So let's go there. The immigration issue to start with. Um, how many people are you hearing are going to cross in the next several months? Well, I've I've been hearing it's going to be in anywhere from one to two million in 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 the short term, uh, and in the long term, just just uh, just math that out. You're going to have by the time Biden gets out of office, this second, uh, you know, at, at the end of this term, there should be I would I would suspect around twenty to twenty five million in here. Yeah, that's you know it's all a crapshoot guess. Um, there was a meeting in El Paso that. Um, Doug Thornton, my broadcast partner, the Doug and Dave Intel Report, former DHS supervisor, we got the same info from different people. They're predicting at this multi-jurisdictional meeting that by 2030, we will see 50 million new residents. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's entirely possible. They're predicting a million uh, coming through between May 12th and May 18th, which is Mm -hmm. the period we're in right now. Yeah. um, And, and, uh, you know, it is it is an invasion. I mean, when I, when I talk about the, the three topics here, you have the immigration invasion, illegal immigration invasion, where we won't have a country. When we have um, the Ukrainian deal could go with a World War Three type situation and we won't have a world. So either way, it's a, a lot of kind of a lose-lose situation there. Um, but, you know, the, the gaslighting, though, I mean, that's all, it, it, it's sick to hear and watch. But in, in one way, it's, it's like watching a train wreck, man. You, you know, when um, uh, Mayorkas comes out and says, you know, there's no invasion and, you know, Biden says there's no problem. And he's like, you know, wow. You know, the, the you know, say everything's going real smooth. And, you know, what, who what are you saying? You know, it's like it's, if, if, if it wasn't so sick, it, it'd be funny. Um, yeah, I'm not laughing. Uh, this is so deadly serious. Um, one of the things I'm looking at here is the sheer numbers will overwhelm our health care because they're entitled to free health care where you and I don't get that. And where are we going to house all these people? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to they're going to take up every available space. Of course, uh, empty school buildings, uh, kicking people out of a, uh, hotels, which are doing right now. As you know, they kicked out uh, homeless veterans that uh, charities had been paying hotels to put. They're kicking them out. Uh, they're they're uh, crawl fishing on uh, previous uh, agreements with people that signed up, you know, to, to rent rooms, uh, you know, for weddings and things. They're just they're just avoiding their own contracts. Of course, the government is paying more than the rooms are worth, so it's fiduciary matter for the hotels. They see an opportunity to cash in, 
And now here's but here here's the wild card, Dave. You you might pick a little this intel up that I believe uh, some uh, black citizens in Chicago are suing them because they want to put about 500 illegal immigrants into a uh, an abandoned school that's right in in the middle of their neighborhood. And you know it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, you got a family, you know, and you got the you got the the, the number one son there, and he gets all the all the treatment, all the all the help, and all all the you know all the gifts and everything, and all of a sudden. The parents have a little baby, and all the attention goes to that little baby. And so the blacks feel like now in Chicago, they're being left out of the loop. All of a sudden, their use is over. There's a new kid in town. There's a new a new special child of interest that's gathering all the attention and all the fancy hotel rooms and the airplane tickets and the cell phones. Even even the black community didn't get that. Now they're thinking, one, they're being cheated. They're being cast out and disrespected all at the same time. But, you know, it's almost it's it's like, you know, it's what you vote for. You know, you really don't have a case. I mean, even for El Paso, which voted for uh, Biden, almost every one of those border towns voted for yeah. Biden. And someone was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe you should look at it another way that the Democrats never had your best interest in mind. And they've been playing people for power for so long and gaslighting. And now those chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not sure if people are going to wake up in time to really reap the benefits of the betrayal of uh, the Democratic voters because things are moving so quickly. I just I don't know which is going to take us down first. Mm-hmm. Immigration is huge. What, what I'm sure you've heard the reports, um, and I'm getting this from a Border Patrol source. He, he's witnessed it firsthand. Uh, truckloads, busloads, walkthroughs of strong males in their 20s and 30s with no kids, no women accompanying them. They're traveling in groups. They said if they're not military, we're really fooled by this. Yeah. Have you heard those same reports? Uh, right, I sure have. And in fact, I think what, whatever happened to the poor little mother with the kids, that's just you know, disappeared. And that and that was one of the gaslighting uh, talking points of the Democrats right there. Was oh, you're trying to separate families? You, you know, you know the kids, the kids. Don't you love the kids, the children? Well, where are they? This according to what I got, and, and you, I know you've probably found this out that eighty something thousand of these kids come across the border are, are missing. So, you know, this is the biggest sex scandal, human trafficking scandal ever that looks like it's being facilitated by our own government. Um, so, I mean, it's some wacky, wacky day, times down there, Dave. And, uh, you know, like I said in my own show, that every person in America is going to be having to make decisions that they never had to make before. That is, you see a bunch of illegals, do you... You know, at a Walmart, do you go near them? Do you make a left turn? Do you go out the aisle? Do you go out the building? Do you look for an escape route? You know, do you count your exits? Every one of us has got has got is going to be affected by this, and so we're going to be forced to make decisions and think about things on levels we we never thought possible a few years ago. It is amazing. Let's just say they put a million in here in the week they're talking about, and these are the Border Patrol projection was nine hundred thousand. DHS was 1.4 million. The Border Patrol guy told me the reason the numbers are different because the Border Patrol wanted to close six of the 48 crossing stations, mm-hmm. and they were denied by by Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why there's a discrepancy. Let's just say a million, just for the mm-hmm. sake of argument. You know what I, I call um, Mayorkas? I call him Mayor of Chaos because that, that that I think that's his real name. That's Ma- a good play on words. Mayor of Chaos. There. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, every once in a while. And even more so these days, the Democrats are letting the, the quiet part out loud. And one of them was spoken recently by His Highness in Chief uh, uh, Brandon. Uh, he said that uh, uh, that Republicans are trying to interfere with our international obligations on immigration, which what he said there was. I don't think the news picked up what exactly what he said, but this goes yeah. to the globalist New World Order type of idea. They said – I just read recently that uh, Great Britain is expecting over a million immigrants on their little island. Their little island is 2.8 percent of the of the territory of the United States. So when we're talking about getting 10, 15, 50 million. We, we've got a huge land to spread them out like mayonnaise on a sandwich, but they don't. They're going to be packed in like sardines, like like it's going to be like the the Star Trek episode where the world was overpopulated and people were just just lining up, walking, just no room to walk, and bumping in each other. But right there, and why are they taking in so many? Because there is an international agreement, and it seems to only be with the Western uh, uh, countries, and probably financed and motivated by uh, China to the think tanks and such in our, in our Western countries. 
But there is a globalist agreement, Dave, that, and we're behind, we're behind the deal. Trump, Trump interfered with that deal about cause, allowing massive immigration. They want massive immigration in all the Western countries. And when he said, you're interrupting our international obligations on immigration, nobody asked him, what is that obligation and who made it and how many is it? They're making these, they're making these deals these, and nobody knows what you know what the limit is or what the number is they're even shooting for are they waiting for it you know when your civilization breaks down then you have achieved the agreement yeah i, I have a i have a couple answers here on that um i'm getting feedback and i don't know if it's coming through on your mic but uh, let me try again boy i'll tell you gremlins go away please we're having a good time here um one of the things that i've been told it's 50 million by 2030 but I, there's an old UN document, and I can't cite the number and the name of it, but it came out of their uh, UN immigration policies, and they called for 600 million people to come to the United States. Uh, and I, I believe the, the target year again was 2050. So 600 million, um, you know, they say there's no such thing as replacement theory, but let me give you another demographic. This is how serious this is. Our birth rate with American citizens, and it doesn't matter what your race is, Hispanic, white, uh, Native American, African American, Asian, doesn't matter. Uh, the birth rate is 1.7, and that's bad in itself because no nation has ever come back from less than 1.8, but 1.7. The migrants' birth rate is estimated to be 5.2. So even though we're talking about these massive numbers, the birth rate alone is going to dwarf these numbers. We could be looking just by natural reproduction at those current rates. I put the math to this, and I said, gee, we could be looking at 150 million of these people within 20 years. Hmm. Well, I think you're referring to the uh, the UN plan that said, uh, and they were talking about population replacement, that it will take about 11 million people a year to come into the United States over a period of years to 2050, which will be about 600 million people. So mm -hmm. that would also probably include the declining population and, 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 the, and the normal death die-off. And, and, and now this also, Dave, talks about uh, or, or, or puts a little question on the depopulation theorists because if, if depopulation was the end goal, which it appears like it is through vaccines, through turning people to alternative sex uh, lifestyles where they don't have children, to abortion, to uh, GMOs, to, to contrails, dropping stuff on people. You would think that there, there's a plan to kill people off. But on the other hand, as you said, we're importing a very fertile group of people from South America, and they love to have babies, man. And, and you know, they're like the old Catholics used to be. The more the merrier, because the more children you have, the bigger the family, the more you got done. Especially like in the early days of America, you wanted as many children as possible. So it's kind of odd that we ha we're bringing in a population that will reproduce uh, significantly, but the, the population that is here is not replace. There is not replacement population enough there. Yeah, I, I know. It, it just none of it adds up, except America has to be targeted because. You can't have a nation with 390 million handguns. You can't have a nation with an historic uh, principles based on Judeo-Christian principles and freedom from their laws. So you have to wipe out that civilization. I think that's what makes us the number one target. Mm -hmm. I would say so. But, you know, I think we're in, we're in good hands. As you know, uh, Biden just got a honorary degree from Howard University. And uh, you know uh, what they say he deserves that for? Uh, overcoming dementia? No, I don't know. No, you're, you're going to think I'm. I'm I'll talk, you're, going, you're going to think I'm. I'm making up a parody or a Saturday Night Live skit. Howard University is giving him an honorary degree because of his analytical intelligence. I kid you not. Yeah, Joe Biden, and they just gave him a, a degree today. Well, the rat in the maze test isn't part of the degree, clearly, because he can't navigate his way out of a room. No. Uh, I don't, I just, wow. I mean, it, it, they're making a mockery of this. I mean, yeah. this is almost like a slap in the face and you're so stupid people you don't even notice. So sure. we'll do hyperbole and give awards based on that. That's that's what this tells me. And it's just yeah. it's it's mocking the people. Mm -hmm. Well, they're right. So while we have a border invasion, Biden's border invasion, we have Kamala Harris. She's at his fundraiser. And Joe Biden's in Rehoboth Beach, Beach taking another yet another Vacation time. I, I think it's the the time that he actually takes is 
for doctors to get him on on some drugs to keep him um, keep him moving. But uh, hey, I, I would say Texas, Arizona. Hey, man, you guys need to ship uh, bunches of butts loads up to Rehoboth Beef, Delaware, man, because I think the immigrants, uh, you know, staying in luxury hotels really isn't enough. They need a beach, a waterfront uh, vacation theme to going there as well. And I think those are the perfect places to send them to. Unfortunately, we have the person serving as governor who stole the election. Um, her family's into transgender surgery. Uh, she is as reprobate as they get. She has the intelligence of a valley girl from the 90s, and the stereotype fits. My wife came up with the term, and boy, does it ever fit. Um, she's not going to do anything at the border. In fact, actually, we started to put barriers at the border in Arizona where I live, and she cleaned them all out. Uh, she is... She'd be happy if the whole state was the illegals. Yeah, she's she, she's. I mean, from my vantage point, looking looking west, looks like she's rolling out the red carpet. I did read that uh, they're expecting about seven hundred thousand, as we talked about earlier, uh, males to come up, and uh, and from Arizona standpoint, that would be about one out of every six uh, uh, native males. Uh, so yeah, is it a replacement population? Is it a takeover? I mean, you know, here's the thing. I'm thinking that the Democrats have stolen so many elections illegally that I think that that they they've got they know there's a whole lot more eyes on them, and so they're racing to so they can get away from the cheating to do it by replacement population. I believe I believe that's what the goal of it is. They can't rely they can't rely on cheating too much because everybody is looking, and there's always forensic evidence of that cheating remain. Yeah, but the judges are bought off, and that's another story for another time. We have a big scandal in Arizona that's exposed that. But one of the things that's still going on, they're still figuring out how to get around the strategies. Because I covered election fraud in 2020 pretty extensively and again in 2022, and the tactics did somewhat change. There were some constants, but they had new strategies involved. Like, let's just have the voting machines break in Republican areas when the voting centers open, none mm-hmm. in the Democratic areas. But that that's one thing. But the other thing that we're looking at here is they're planning to do it again. There is a conference, and I covered this three days ago, and one day later, God bless James O'Keefe, he found an informant that penetrated this meeting, this secret meeting in D.C. sponsored by Zuckerberg and by George Soros, and the Maricopa County people were there, and it's the most corrupt county in America, the most corrupt elections in America. They were there with all their counterparts from blue states that steal elections. And and they got caught. One guy got caught, a Maricopa County official, telling this lady, this is how we steal elections. And he mentioned three ways. And James O'Keefe covered it. And I, like I said, I had covered the fact the meeting was taking place. Laura Loomer was there. She covered it as well. Uh, so what they're doing, the long and short, Daniel, is they're just meeting again to figure out how to stay one step ahead of the burning bridge that's following them on their mm-hmm. voter fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got that fiery Carrie Lake. She's still out there, man, and still submitting evidence and still going after that, which is great. Yeah, but she's fighting a losing battle. Listen, Mm, I'm a Carrie Lake supporter. She's a generational candidate. But here's the deal. In Arizona, and I should probably mention this every time I can, there was a report called the Breaker Report that was put forth in the Arizona State Legislature by Liz Harris, who I know. And uh, Liz got kicked out for daring to have someone report with 120,000 pages, 20,000 affidavits about money laundering with the Sinaloas, and they filter that money off to buy off people so they can steal elections. And I'm really simplifying. It's much more complicated. But, Daniel, I lived through a case in uh, Prescott, Arizona, where this very thing happened, and there was an attempt at homicide, and the boyfriend of the principal that was the target for exposing this voter fraud and the money laundering, her boyfriend was shot in the head. And I was involved in this because I speak at this person's organizations and they provided me with police protection when I came to speak and I didn't know what was going on. So I've been there. This report is true. And they buy off the judges and Carrie Lake doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Mm -hmm. It would be easier in Arizona to find a virgin in a whorehouse than it would be to find an honest politician. Yeah. You know, that's that's a shame, too. That's the kind of what happened with uh, this uh bimbo eruption in new york the woman sued him for sued trump for you know whatever rape of course he was found not guilty in rape charge but on, on sexual battery who knows what but that judge allowed uh audio clips from trump decades ago uh testimony unrelated to the case 
And you know that's not how you're. That's not how jurisprudence works. You're not supposed to allow. Like in fact, for the the killer in New York uh, that on the on the subway, a judge wouldn't allow uh, that guy's 42 arrest to come up in any arrest that happens currently. So he had arrest after arrest, and each time they could not bring up his past, his past crimes. But somehow, everything Trump ever did or said was played that was totally unrelated to the case. Of course he was found guilty by a jury. And so that that kind of, that's the same as having having your own judge in place before you make a charge. Oh, so you make sure yeah. you get the right outcome. Well Daniel, I think that case will be overturned on appeal. There's so many holes in it. But here's the problem. In in the great unwashed in America, which is about sixty percent of us are ignorant as hell and these people are going to be influenced by these constant court cases that mean nothing legally and, and won't withstand any kind of appeal or real jurisprudence. But the damage is being done in the court of public opinion. Right. And it's been that it's been that way since day one. And I don't know why he can't get a, a, a get a defamation of character or something on some of these people that make these outrageous charges against him. That are groundless and baseless and ruin his reputation. You're right. They they can they can drop a sticky bomb and he get thrown out of court and walk away. But they already got the damage that they were looking for. Exactly. And and 30 years later, 30 years later. Are you right. kidding me? Right. And she doesn't remember the day or the year, but she she knows it happens. Kind of reminds me of what they said about one of the Supreme Court justices saying, "Hey, about 30 years ago or or, or so, uh, the Supreme Court judge was at a party and he spiked the." spiked the punch, and started raping girls. Well, how did that person walk away without being thrown in jail for making false statements? Mm-hmm. Can't, remember when or, can't remember when or where, but, but I know it happened, and he did it. How, how, did he, how does a court, a judge, allow something like that in a courtroom? Yeah, do you know what's interesting about our course of our conversation? We start out with a border, and the two people that would do something about it becomes the topic of our discussion because they're being cheated out of their offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that right. But hey, like I say, man, we we've got a a, a a a analytical, intelligent president, man, and I'm sure he can get some of these problems fixed. Um, uh, see, I refer to the Biden administration now as the Biden handler administration. Mm-hmm. We know he's not making any choices. Um, what about uh, disease crossing the border? Does that concern you? Yeah, I tell you what. You know, they, they, they take the 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 uh, the, the nameplates of the manufacturers of the buses off. They take the name of the company off of those buses. They're painted white. Most of them are white with blacked out windows, so you don't know who or where, so you can't trace them. They probably even change the license plates on us. But people got to know that you may end up taking a bus ride somewhere that uh, a whole pack full of scabies, lice-infested illegal immigrants was on. And you just might pick that up. So now here, here's what I was saying in, in the opening, is that, th- that those are some of the choices that we are being forced to think about. Well, do you want to get on a bus or do you on an airplane full of illegals, do you want to get on that plane when they start getting off of there? Because they're not getting screened, but everybody says they're bringing scabies, tuberculosis, measles, lice. And, you know, and they're and they're afraid. And here's what happens. They don't report themselves to the border uh, patrol because that will slow their their in, in, uh, uh, integration into the country. So they don't want to slow down. So they don't say, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Don't don't worry about the, the 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 pus that's flowing out of my face, out of my open wounds and sores. Don't worry about that. I'm good. Let me go ahead and get a luxury hotel in New York. And there's another one. Are, are you going to go into are you going to rent a hotel room that was rent that was rent to the government? that's full of illegal immigrants and we're not talking about hating people here we're talking about people that needed medical attention before they got here and they need to be isolated so they get their medical conditions fixed before they start spreading it out across the country at our expense of course at our expense right yeah where we don't get free medical we don't get this and that but uh, exactly i don't know about you the government hasn't given me a cell phone a laptop and free medical how about you no i haven't got that yet and i know that uh you know, I, I mean, can, can you imagine, you, you, I mean, it's like hitting the lottery, your dream, it's like hitting the mega lottery when you cross that border because you get that free cell phone, you get that debit card, you get a plane ticket or a bus ride anywhere you want to go. Then you get put up at a, a luxury hotel. Meanwhile, veterans are being kicked out. Uh, Americans are being kicked out, can't rent rooms there. And um, then people are forced to, to pay for it and all the crime that's associated with it. 
I mean, this it, it's like it's like a destruction plan has been enacted. I think that's very well put. Well, this is the plan of destruction. The big one that caught our attention on my show with Doug Thornton, uh, he's got so many government sources because he worked for the government for years. But what we're concerned about is Ebola because we're now letting in West Africans. And uh, we, we did research on the latest Ebola findings. It's not what's on the CDC website. They say the incubation period is 2 to 21 days. We found out it's up to six weeks now. And this is mm-hmm. documented evidence. And the, here's what's interesting fact, too. I don't know if you knew this. Did you know the CDC owns the patent on Ebola, and the only way they could do it because it's a natural organism is if they modified it, in other words, i.e. Mm-hmm. weaponized it? Yeah, I did, I did hear something to that effect. And, I, and you know what's going to happen when the outbreak starts happening People, it's going to be just like uh, the Cooties 19. Uh, some people out in the field are going to say, "Wait a minute, I've, I've got, we've got it traced down. We're scientists. We've traced this down. It came from this part of Africa." And the government's going to come in and say, "You're not allowed to say that. That is hateful. That's hate speech right there." Just like you know the China virus, you weren't allowed to say that. It, now, though, it's proven it's come from the Wuhan lab, and this is this is how they operate. So that you, they basically don't allow you to have a rebuttal, and then they they force you to pay for it. It's sick. Yeah. What do you make of uh, Walensky resigning from the CDC with no prior notice? Uh, get, getting out for the lawsuit starts happening? That's all that is. Yeah, I think you're probably right. That's what I thought, too. That's interesting. But, I mean, she just jumped ship like crazy. And I'm waiting for Mayorkas. I mean, who was it? Uh, uh, Tom Emmer from Minnesota. Is talking about drawing up articles of impeachment against him. Mm-hmm. Now that's Although a, that, that, that won't go anywhere, but no. at least it'll bring some exposure. Well, see, that, that's just it. Mayor Chaos, uh, some people call Mayorkas, I call him Mayor Chaos. Uh, yeah, it, they need to impeach him. And here's the deal what, what we were just saying, it, that we know that it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate because they have to hold court or have to have a trial for anybody who's being impeached. But you can do to them what they do have done to Trump for the last eight years. You, the damage is there. Say you've been impeached, whether or not it's completed or not. That gives you a talking point. In fact, the other day it went like this, where when Trump was on on CNN and uh, and 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 took them to school, um, somebody said, "Well, why did you?" Uh, or I think is the White House pre- uh, press feed, the Twitter feed says, "Why did CNN allow a a uh, sexual abuser election denier uh, on a, on your platform?" So you see that. So even though we know that it's going to get thrown out on appeal because there's no evidence of that, uh, the damage is done, and now they have that label they can stick to him. Even if it, even if it gets thrown out, they they're going to use that label till the, all through the election cycle. So they need, and they need to impeach Biden the same way. You say, well, it won't go anywhere. But that's not the point. It never was the point for the Democrats. It was the label that they got to use. And over and over, you've been impeached. We impeach impeachment charges have been leveled against you. And in people's mind, whether you're guilty or not, you're guilty. That's just the way it is. It's public opinion. So they need to quit worrying about whether or not it goes through. They need to do that, and do, they need to do it often. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, what is it? Two percent of the people are doing eighty percent of the work right now. And yeah, that's, that's, yeah, um, yeah, we, we yeah, need some more MPGs out there for sure. You know, let, let me get this is you really hit on a solution here and, and to the border, but to any of these problems. When uh, they came out with the Transbeer, Transbeer Light, uh, that failed, and now they can't even sell the company. They can't even give away free beer to bars. They're not taking it because they know they can't sell it. Right. And that, that was one. And then you look at Disney, that's two. And you start looking at these other things where consumers are making choices. And the other side's going belly up. Now, I don't really think they care about going broke because they fund losses like CNN so they can control the narrative. However, however, can you imagine if we applied these principles of choice to the decisions government's making? Can you imagine 80% of us saying, we don't care what your gun control laws are. We're not going to listen. We don't care what your law is about this. We're not going to listen. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's how the Biden the Biden administration is setting that standard. I don't know how many things federal judges has overturned, but the Biden administration just keeps on doing them. You hear the other day that that skank that uh, gives the White House press conference, Jean Pierre Lali or Wee oui, Wee, oui, I don't know what her Frenchy name is, but she says that a, a federal judge sabotaged 
their efforts at the border. Well, by sabotaging, she means a federal judge says you've got to go by the Constitution and the federal law that's on the books. But to a Democrat's mind, that's sabotage. For, forcing us, so you know they're just going to ignore that or they're going to find some tricky dick way to go around it because they have, they have no integrity. They have no intention of following the law. They could care less about the Constitution or this federal judge. When you're accusing a federal judge of sabotaging your, your efforts to thwart the law, we're in a wrong, we're in a pretty bad place. Yeah, we really are. And you brought up something here I think is really interesting because earlier we're talking about uh, we have to these courts they're interfering in our treaty obligation not our treaty with international agreements was the phrase you used to let all these people in. Okay, well Daniel that implies a treaty, and I don't recall any treaty coming out of the Senate with a two thirds vote approval. No, there isn't none. And nobody's seen the documents. Nobody knows who signed it. Uh, Joe Biden's not the first one to say that, you know, that's uh, inter- interfering with our international obligations. But if there is an obligation, we as American people should demand to know what who made that agreement and what that obligation is. But, again, they hold all the cards. They just they just simply – they it's like the FBI. The, the House committee uh, subpoenaed a document from the FBI, and they said, eh, nah, we don't think we're going to give it to you today. Well, the the uh, so-called international agreements are unconstitutional. That's the bottom line. Yeah, well, of course. And Sounds, um, that, that's the thing that we need to hang on to with that. But I don't know that we can see any way back from this. Do you see any way back? Well, well, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to have a little hope here in in that I, I think the pendulum, pendulum can swing both directions. Um, gosh, it looks bad, Dave. I mean, you know. We go back ten years, and we, if we played tape of ourselves, we were probably saying it looks bad today. Of course, we we're at some kind of level that's beyond comprehension today. So it's like, well, it's not really like ten years ago. So, but um, you know, a border was almost immediately a border wall was almost immediately put up. Fuel, gas prices went immediately down. In, uh, unemployment went way down in the space of two years. A lot of things changed. Now it just it just seems. That if it, as quickly as as things have are, have been planned to be destroyed, they could easily be fixed the other way. If of course it would take more American people. Now the question is how how many people vote? Can can the vote overcome the the cheating algorithms and the, and the, and those things that are in place? It has to be overwhelming and vast. But now, but like I say, the, the, there's there's been more than one uh, African American group or black group that's starting to protest and saying, hey. These, this immigration is interfering with our communities now, you know. So, you know, will it, you know, will it rise to a level to bring things back, the pendulum back the other way? It doesn't look like it, but you know, in world in world events, um, crazy things can happen. Yeah, I kind of think the immigrants will serve as the next divide and conquer group, where it's been gay versus straight, black versus white, for example. I think this will be the new uh, design to divide and conquer, so we don't focus on who the real criminals are. Well, uh, you know, now there, there's actually, Dave, and I, I may have mentioned this before, there's actually, in my point of view, a little hope, because uh, while we do have Africans coming over and Zulus and whoever the hell those people are over there, but, this, but this, from the South American continent, uh, most of those people are, are Catholics. Most of those people are God-fearing, and you can imagine going through the jungles with all those killers running around and terrorists. A lot of pe- a lot of those pe- immigrants were probably calling on God to help them to get to America. So it just may be, in fact, and when they get here, the NGOs, the the, the non-liberal NGOs, uh, are likely to be Christian organizations, have honest intent, and when they see the love and compassion of real American Christians, they may just be attached to those churches, thereby moving the needle back to the right and away from uh, the woke culture and the us versus them culture. Um, you know, Dave, I, my personal experience here uh, in Indiana is, you know, I'm a beekeeper. And I sell honey, and we have Mexicans come to buy it that don't speak English, but they're some of the nicest people I ever met. And yeah, so I hear, you know, I hear you. Yeah. So it's there's not about the quality of the people, except for one thing. Yeah. The foreign troops that are obviously crossing our border, but more importantly, the cartel. I, I had someone in Border Patrol, and I've had this source for nine years now, and he told me, Dave, we're coming to a time. And I was also told this eight years ago by a Texas Ranger this day was coming. He said to me, Dave, we're coming to a time we're going to see south of the border stuff. 
and he's first generation and he told me you know families get visited in my parents community and he said they go to the daughters you will work as a prostitute or will kill your family they go to the young boys who are 14 15 years old they put a gun in their hand say you'll do this or we'll kill your family with a gun and he said those days are coming to america and they're coming quickly yeah. Do you share that uh, that pessimism? No, do you no, that's, see? that's, that's that, I, no, that's that's not pessimism. That, that's reality. That's acknowledging yeah. reality. My hope is that uh, though that 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 uh, that uh, fungus, as we might describe them as uh, that disease part of the population coming up, I'm hoping that the majority of them will join the rest of Americans because if Amer- if, if with the larger population could very well put a stop to, to this kinds of things. Uh, it's like um, Senator Kennedy was asking one of the lunatics that worked for the Biden administration, why don't we make an agreement with the Mexican president and go down there and take care of these cartels? Well, they can't answer that question because they really don't want him to go away. But with the right administration in there and the right legislation, we could go around this country and clean up all these cartels. I mean, how is it we all know that L.A. is, is the king of, of, uh, of, of gangs? How is, how is that? How are they allowed to be identified but, and exist and commit all the crimes, who allows that? It's like, oh, oh, it's just part of life here. Well, it doesn't have to. Who made it part of life? Maybe America's need to decide it's not no longer going to be part of life and make make it a living hell for these freaks, chase them down, hunt them, throw them out of the country, or put them, uh, put them to an early grave. Yeah, I hear you. It's like glorifying transgenderism. No one's advocating for the persecution of these people, but we're supposed to glorify it, and if we don't get on bended knee, then we risk cancel culture. I mean, here's my point. My point is, uh, countries defend their culture. They defend their language. They defend their system of government. They defend their culture and traditions. And right now, we're going through a Maoist cultural revolution where the Biden administration is hell-bent on overturning all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. The old cl- was it Cloward and Piven way over, over – and you, you mentioned know. how many crises there are. I mean, this guy running their government, the head, is – oh, by the way – Joe Biden t- told the, the Howard University, which is a black university, of course, government funded, uh, which is probably why they gave him a honorary degree based on his analytical intelligence, because uh, most of their funding probably comes from the government. And they want to keep that big cash flow coming. So they go, hey, come on in. Come in, Joe. And then Joe says, hey, the biggest threat facing all you folks out here is a white supremacist. Well, well who's the who's the most supreme person in the country? Well, it's a white dude named Joe Biden. So in, in that case, he, he is correct. Interesting. Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm going to give you one of my contrary ones here, and I don't even know it's in my top three, but the media, and I, and, I, and I look at Tucker Carlson as an example, and he was having conversations with Elon Musk to broadcast there if he could free himself from his non-compete agreement, but did you see what Elon Musk did uh, two days ago? He hired someone from the WEF who is so communist it's uh, she makes George Soros look civilized hmm. and she's and she's running she's running Twitter now yeah I saw that now you know I, I just recently got back on Twitter because I, I was actually getting some hopeful signs from Elon Musk as he's running it and various things and other people have been coming back to Twitter although I've made no t- I might have a total of one tweet in about three weeks but I just got it for test purposes to be out there. So I haven't I haven't fully engaged that, and now I'm going to be hesitating because of this appointment that, as you, as you mentioned there, and I'll have to see where it goes because whatever action is taken will be immediately outed on Twitter and other venues. People are watching that. I mean, everybody's watching that platform like a hawk. So whatever kind of crazy move she makes, she may end up Bud Light in that company. Oh, how'd you Isn't like that, that Dave? You, Bud Bud Lighting that Twitter. Uh, that's really good. I like how you turned that into. Uh, is that a verb now? I don't think that's an adjective anymore. I think no, it's a it verb. is a verb. It's the action of t- t- turning a company in, into <laughs> Bud Light, where your stock value goes down by billions, and you oh. just completely erase your customer base and your reputation. It's called Bud Light. I have to steal that from you. That's a good one, Daniel. I yeah. like that. Bud Lighting someone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, you know, people will turn on Twitter. You know, I, I'm going to tell you something disturbing about Elon Musk, and then I'm going to give you the opposing view, and I want to see what you think. Uh, Clay Clark came on my show a couple of weeks ago, and he played clip after clip of Elon Musk extolling the virtues of AI after he's come out against it in the mainstream media. And he said, free will is a thing of the past. AI will rule over us and so forth and so mm-hmm. on. Right. And, and it was just terrible. It was one clip after another. And Clay didn't say these things. 
He was playing what Elon Musk said. Now, I took this to somebody else who I really respect, um, and I respect Clay, too. And I said, what do you think of this? And he said, I think Elon Musk is against it, but he can get away with saying it this way and warning the people about what's coming. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think is true there? Now, I, I think his. I think he let his innermost knowledge of of what his view is. He has long term views and vision. That's what made him so uh, phenomenally successful. Uh, I, I consider him. I consider him a good guy in general. I mean. You know, I had a lot of doubts before, but everybody's saying, everybody's looking for some, mis- you know, if somebody makes a mistake or a single comment, say, ah, there it is right there, for, swear this guy off for you. You can't do that because you swear off everybody you know, including your own self. So, but the totality, totality of it is, he's, he's brilliant. He has vision long term and he's able to encapsulate it almost in a Trump-like fashion where Trump could devastate his opponents with a single tweet. Elon Musk has the same. He has the same sort of ability with his kind of really small uh, tweets that he puts out, which have phenomenal impact in what in the message and how he says it. He doesn't have to have a a, a three or four paragraph tirade. He only need, he's he has the capability of putting it into a single tweet, a single sentence, or even less. Maybe even a couple words. He's able to do that. But he is he. I think as far as AI goes. We know that the that there's a there's a major race to take it over to get it in the right direction because they don't want they don't want alternative versions to because right now it's like the beginning of the internet age or internet business in general everybody's working on their own AI right now so it's like VHS versus VCR you know and so right now everything is kind of up in the air but you know the end result is they're going to try to standardize it so it has the same message in whatever platform you you get to and i think that's what he's probably talking about right now there's probably some honest A's chats out there but we know and an easy test will be if you get an ai uh, app or you engage with ai you ask it how many genders there are if you don't get anything other than a male and a female since the beginning of time if you get any of the equivocation of anything else, you know the programmers have programmed that AI to lie. Yeah, I did, I did an experiment. I think you're going to find this really interesting. I asked a, I asked uh, a Google Nest a question, and it was about the New World Order. And I didn't like the answer I gave, so I called her female voice mm-hmm. a bad name on purpose. And I, and I said, now watch what happens now. And I asked another question, something about sports. Anything could answer, not controversial. I didn't get an answer. I asked another question, who's the president of the United States? I didn't get an answer. What year is this? Uh, I didn't get an answer. And so my wife was with me, and she repeated the same three questions and got an answer each time. So based on the fact that my voice called this entity a bad name it refused to talk to me that actually happened wow <laughs> i i, I know we, we were there yeah my, my son and wife were there and i just said let's do a little experiment here and i said i'm gonna call it a bad name and uh, sure enough i got the reaction i thought i would get there's some sentience there or really sophisticated prior programming well, and, now, and now that is actually third on my list, Daniel. AI. What's your thought on AI? Right. Are you worried about it? No, 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 no more than the fact that the AI is going to take over the world and order humans into uh, incineration camps, like like was uh, uh, prophesied by the original Matrix movie. Um, as a and it's artificial intelligence already said that humans are a virus. So they already have animosity toward us. And there's been more and more stories of AI saying things that may not have been programmed into it. That it may have, like you, you, in fact, you just slipped out the word sentient. Well, that's a high, and that's, that's a high probability of something like that happening when you talk about battling with the prince of the powers of the air. And of course, a lot of our stuff is wireless, so it's going through the air. And AI is in the air flying around, too. You know, I've always said, and I don't got a lot of agreement, but and I may mention to you that, you know, in the book of Revelation, it says that humans gave power to this beast to speak and to do marvelous works. And it, in, and according to Revelation, this beast then turns uh, on humans and starts killing them. Well, it's strangely, I mean, that, that fits a lot of AI. Humans have given power to this thing, and it's talking. 
Well, it was just, was just a computer, but now it has intelligence, and it's going to be making more and more decisions. Uh, I, I, my, my view of it is stay away from from myself. Stay away from you know, you know, it's it's titillating because if you want if you want uh, to write a, a a thesis for college, it'll, you know, artificial intelligence will do that, and and these professors aren't going to know the difference now. I mean, the, the, a lot of people have been tricked by by. Uh, uh, creating a virtual person that you that isn't real that's somebody that you may know they may impersonate you dave and then you would say daniel i you know i think i think joe biden's a great guy you want to you vote with me on him you're with him you know you, you vote with me you know and i i may not i know that i'm talking to ai i could you know I'll be talking to the to to, to uh the dave hodges ai clone so and there's another way too i mean the government could off people in the future let's just say everybody talk about the fema camps and say well where are they well I just talked to this guy the other day. He's in a FEMA camp, but the guy you're interfacing with is AI that's been assigned to replace him so he doesn't turn up missing. I mean, so it, it, there's a freaky world. Everything that we can imagine, the darkest scenario that we can imagine, is probably worse than that. That's a, that's what I would say about that. Well, I, I think what you accurately pointed out, Revelations is coming into, into play. I've wondered with the way AI is going if the final battle where the Bible says that Jesus didn't return for the second time, there'd be no human left alive. I'm wondering if Armageddon's not between AI forces and humanity. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me give you another reason why I think this. This isn't just idle speculation. There's the rush towards transhumanism right now, melding man and machine and the principle they call singularity. So the elite want to become one with machines doesn't that kind of let them escape being the human victims from an AI force? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it does appear. You know, science fiction movies uh, have been extremely accurate of their projections of the future, and almost every one of them includes some sort of AI. Even uh, 1984, I mean, not to mention the Matrix movie. I mean, there's so many of them. Uh, in um, Prometheus, uh, not Prometheus, um, uh the though the one where the guy takes the pill uh, uh he takes the pill, pill to to quash his feelings uh i can't remember the name of that movie whatever that is it was there the leader of the of the world was a computer and everybody thought it was, there was a real leader so we may end up with a leader that's always on video that doesn't even exist that's interesting my hesitation means I'm contemplating the accuracy of your statement, and I can't find anything to fault what you're saying because that would be a tremendous deception. Yeah. That really, that truly would be a tremendous deception. That is, wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Well, we have to think about that because that, that's where we are, and that's the technology, of course, we know has been. In. And here's the other thing that's a little scary. You talk about where we're heading. Well, if, if we're talking about retail consumer AI now, well, what does the military have? What does the government have? They don't. They don't got outdated versions of that, Dave. They've got twenty years advanced on that, I believe. Man, well, that's true. I think what we're seeing here is, well, we know that there's a, a gap between when the public gets a technology and when it's been developed, um, and that's usually thirty to forty years. So, if you could project out where AI would be forty years from now. And here's another thing. I was watching a show. It caught my attention, and it was a, a, a scientific show, and it was about what it would take for aliens to come here from a faraway place. And they talked about the various technologies that we know about, and they said from here to Alpha Centauri. That was their measuring stick. And the best they could get without incinerating people on the way was a, a wind sail that would take about five years. And I thought, okay, well, that, that's interesting. But they said... Think about Moore's Law, where technology for the last 50 years doubles every 18 months. Imagine if you had an alien civilization much older, uh, they would have ways to move the needle through time and space that we couldn't even conceive of now. And I'm wondering, too, how far ahead the planners are with AI, with how far they are ahead with Moore's Law. And right. it's only going to get worse, because we're not getting smarter doubling every 18 months as human beings it's the machines that are mm -hmm. okay it's a, okay. a frightening thought to me well here's a frightening th here's a frightening thought dave i just uh 
jumped online to an AI bot, and I asked, who is Donald Trump? And AI said, Joe Biden saved the country from Donald Trump. Really? So I think I think if people are thinking about AI is a lot of fun and games, it, you you have to you have to understand that this technology is so advanced that it will be able to find out through a few questions how you interface of how to manipulate you into the new world view of things. I, I know, to, for instance, if you uh, if it finds out you know say you're sort of conservative leaning, then it will start to tweak its its answers to pull you away from that, and it's so sophisticated, I believe, that people won't even know it. And that goes to the Bible where it says, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. This thing is highly intelligent, yeah. and I will believe even sentient, because I believe that the 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 uh, Nephilim, th- that is the ancient gods, the, the, the those types of entities have been downloading the technology to put this thing into a position of worldwide power and dominance. Absolutely true. Um, before we run out of time, and I do you the disservice and my audience the disservice of not telling you how to get a hold of you or how to follow you, more importantly, um, I just want to say this. I think we're both saying the same thing here. Um, staying close to the Lord is very important during these times. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, 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 is, that, that will be your, 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 your fortress and your high tower. And one thing the the world globalists can't stand is the the power of somebody's faith. I'm sure they're talking to AI. How can you dismantle? How can you separate the faith of humans? Because that is a major stumbling block to the advancement of of this designed takeover. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, tell people how they can follow your good work. Well, it's very simple. You can Google my name, Daniel Otter, the Edge broadcast, which has been broadcast since 2003. Uh, TheEdgeAM.com or The Edge Broadcast, you'll find me uh, on Rumble. Easily find me on Rumble. I'm assuming not YouTube. No, I got banned permanently from YouTube, Dave, because they their their algorithm went back three years ago to where a guest on the show said something about the vaccine in less than one sentence, and YouTube sent me a message that says, you have been banned from YouTube. Do not even uh, submit an evalu- a reevaluation of our decision. Because what you did was so egregious, I don't still don't know what that was. I don't even know what was said. So no, I'm off off of YouTube. Yeah, well, we all will go that route pretty soon. I, Badge of honor. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been uh, an interesting, fast-moving period of time, and okay. we proved that there's not just two or three things we should be concerned about. But Daniel, thanks for joining us. Sure. God bless you. Thank thank you, uh, Dave. Take care. All right. Bye bye.